You're listening to the Yeshiva of Newark at IDT podcast. I'm your host and curator, Rabbi Aprom Kibalevich, and I hope you enjoy this episode. This is Ramban versus Rambam, and we're actually going to obviously spend a lot of time on the Ramban today. Uh, and those of you who heard last week's shir, and even if you didn't, you probably know that the Ramban shita is, is that tefillah is not a mitzvah, like the Rambam understands it, to be mispalil every day. Uh, what is the Ramban's idea of tefillah? Uh, I think that my title, Resisting the Whitewash, means, and the reason I refer to it that is because there has been a push to whitewash the Ramban. There has been a push to to say the Ramban over, maybe even learn the Ramban inside and learn it incorrectly in order to be satisfied with his opinion as opposed to being distressed and upset with it. And the reason why it's upsetting and distressful is because it would seem on the surface, and we're going to get to it, that there really is no mitzvah uh, to David. It is an incredible uh, aspect of our life that we can speak to God and request things of him, and we can forge relationships and tefillos are answered, but it's not a mitzvah to do that. You're not commanded to do that. That is what the Ramban says, and he says some other things as well, and that's where things get a little bit confusing. And I believe um, they are... uh, I've heard this term a lot. Maybe it's because I'm listening to conservative right-wing radio lately. But I think there's a... a, The the Ramban is being gaslighted a little bit. Uh, We're being gaslighted to accept what the Ramban's opinion is. I think Ramban's words speak for himself, and I, I'm going to do that. Before I do that, though, uh, uh, many of you will say, what's the difference? I mean, come on, we, we're going to dive in anyway, right? Many of you might say, look, I'm not such a scholar, and I don't care that much. So I want to start first with um, explaining why it's that important, and to, to understand what the Ramban means and how there could be a debate about this. And, 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 and does it really make a difference whether there's a mitzvah or not from the Torah to Davin? Obviously, the Ramban holds that there's a mitzvah to Davin, obviously, meaning Midrabonon. Obviously, he believes everything that it says in the Gemara about all the rules that are there. We're still going to follow them no matter what. Is there such a big difference? Why, why, why are we making such a big deal about this? So I, I, I want to first start in showing you some of the halachic differences and why it is an interesting debate. And then we're going to talk about perhaps the essential philosophical and maybe the way we have to deal with ourselves as through God. So that is really what, what I, I'm going to try to do. Before I do that, uh, and I've already sort of given you a, a hook about what we are going to speak about. I need to say that tonight's episode, sheer, and involvement of all of us, and hopefully it's supposed to even beyond the hour that we're going to be spending here, is dedicated to uh, Rochelle Ben Baruch uh, Shamilov. Uh, his mother's name was Hannah, 
And even though Rochelle is it's a male's name, uh, he died five years ago. I uh, met him a number of times. His son is one of my Talmidim, um, Effie and Ephraim. Uh, he was born, and I was telling some of the Hever uh, here that were on beforehand, in a city in Uzbekistan. Uh, I don't know if Dr. Kogan can pronounce it better than I can, I'm sure. Samarkand, right? Effie, you're just in time. You're correct. Yes, Samarkand. Effie, I waited till I, I, I gave the introduction, and now I know Effie is, is here. Samarkand. Um, and I know it's a city in Uzbekistan, and I see that it is a city. And, you know, again, as we all, everything we know, we know from, um, from uh, Wikipedia these days. But I see it's a city that has uh, quite a number of people. Uh, it's, not a, it's, it's not such a small city. And it's a city that's one of the, as they say, it's one of the cities that um, uh, Tashkent is 270 kilometers away. And as you can see, it was at one time the capital of Uzbekistan. And uh, they suffered under the Nazis. Uh, Mr. Shamalov was born there. Um, and uh, is part of the Bukharin uh, set of the Bukharin Yiddishkeit, as we know from Bukharin, and uh, he was Ola Teretz Yisrael, and with a great Mesiras Nefesh, uh, bringing uh, his his parents uh, and his wife and children that were born in Eretz Yisrael. He then, sort of similar to the Ramban, who's the hero of our Shir today had to be misnaded from Eretz Yisrael. The Ramban, who was also it was difficult to get there at Yisrael, Mr. Shamlov also made his way back to the United States, and that is where his children grew up. And uh, he passed away, as I said, here five years ago. Uh, his son shared with me his father's incredible devotion to the words of Tilim and to davening and to speaking to God and how important that was for him. And uh, he mentioned to me that we talk about Tfilos being answered. Um, Mr. Shamalov was working as a, um, a car service driver and sitting in his car saying Tilim, davening to the Rabboni Shalom that his children should be accepted to yeshiva. I'm not going to tell you the name of the yeshiva because I don't want to uh, say negative things, but the yeshiva didn't want to accept them. They didn't want to accept immigrant children. They didn't want to accept children who would come from a different country and perhaps didn't meet their standard. And here we have a fellow who was Moser Nefesh to leave the place where he was born, to Nebuchadnezzar, to leave Eretz Yisrael, and now was finding himself distraught hoping his children could be able to 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 to, to get the chinuch that he wanted, the chinuch of a yeshiva, the chinuch of the chinuch of Torah in, in the proper way. And according to his son, incredibly, the Rabbanu Shalom answered his prayers because who should step into his cab? Someone who was somehow connected to the yeshiva, incredibly, somebody who had a lot of pull and potential, a rabbinical figure who engaged him in conversation. And when Mr. Shamalov told him he, he gave his heart out and explained to him how, how much he wanted to be able to 
to send his children to the yeshiva, he said, mention my name. And through those tefillos to the Rabbanu Shalom, the Rabbanu Shalom sent the shulchim that allowed Mr. Shamalov's children to be, to get the chinuch that we all want our children to have, the children, the chinuch of Torah, mitzvah. So um, I think that story encapsulates not only his, his Masiras Nefesh to create a better life, but his Tmimus and his, uh, his, his Tfilot. So it should be a schus for him, the Shi'ur, and we should take to heart what it means, the power of being able to, to reach out to the Rabboni Sholem and, and, and how that could actually change things and how real that could be. So Tizichro Baruch. All right. So let's get down to cases, shall we? I said we were going to start with what does it make a difference first, whether uh, Tfila is Minatora or not? That's the first question. All right. Well, here's some differences. The differences were uh, lined up by Rabbi Yosef to Olim, the prima godim, one of the most, the, one of the premier super commentaries, as they're called, because he actually comments on the commentators. <laughs> um, without getting into too much detail, there is a safer, as you know, if you open up a Shulchan Aruch, you'll have on one side the Mogan Avram, the other side the Son Arachayim, you'll have the Turezov from the Taz. And remember, uh, people in the 17th century uh, wrote what we would call in a cryptic, quick style. So you needed to have explainers of the explainers, explainers of the questioners. And that is what Rabbi Yosef to Umim, he has pre-magodim. In other words, it's a number of beautiful sweet fruits which explain the Mogan Avram and the Taz. Anybody that is familiar with the Mishnabura knows that this is probably this book and the Shulchan Aruch Harav are the two most quoted uh, achronim that the Shulchan Aruch, the, the Mishnah Baruch quotes, and I will say is almost built on. So it would be a, a tremendous mistake to downplay the significance of Rabbi Yosef Ta'omim, uh, otherwise known as the Prima Godim. So the Prima Godim says like the following. First of all, if you say like the Rambam, that tefillah is from the Torah. If tefillah is from the Torah, which means it's once a day, then it's a mitzvah saseh, shalom azman grama. And that would mean that women are chayiv in tefillah, minat Torah. Not just rabbinically. Women would be chayiv in tefillah, minat Torah. That's a very important difference. Um, the question might also, however, it could come out a kula. In other words, if you hold like the Ramban, that tefillah is midrabanan, and the Gemara does say women have to do tefillah. So when the Gemara talks about women chayiv and tefillah, it's talking about the tefillah the Rabbanon. That despite the fact that the rabbis assign different times for the tefillot, so that should make it a mitzvah saseh shahazman groba, they're still chayev. So according to the Ramban, a woman is chayev in, and I don't know why she's not chayev in Mariv, but, it, but she's definitely chayev in Shachras and Mincha. And chayev to do the whole Shmon Esrei. Chayev to do the whole thing. She can't do a shortened version. That's according to the Ramban. It's, if, if you hold like the Rambam, then 
there are many that say she might only be chayiv to do a very minimum tefillah. Only the thing that you're chayiv min Torah, which would mean, chayiv min Torah would mean, as we saw last week, a shevach, bakasha, and hodah. Some sort of praise, some sort of bakasha. Remember I mentioned Dion Warwick last week? That's what I meant. A, 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 a little prayer that has all three elements would be enough. But she wouldn't have to daven. She'd be a good Jewish Yaakov girl who holds like the Rambam. And she would be fine. Because the rabbis weren't mechaev her to do more. When the Mishnah says women are chayev in tefillah, according to the Rambam, it's basically that short and sweet tefillah. Whereas according to the Ramban, a woman would be chayev to do and the whole shachar is no mincha. And now, okay, so that's one difference. Another difference Rabbi Yosef Tomim tells us is, let's say you're not sure if you davened or not. You're not sure if you davened today. So normally the halacha would be, as we're going to see in the Ramban, if you're not sure if you davened, it's the Rabbanan, suffix the Rabbanan Lakula. But if you have a suffix whether you davened during this whole day, you're not sure, you would definitely have to go and daven according to the Rambam. So that's where the Rambam is a chumrah. Now, another difference. If you say whether it's Daraisa, whether women are chayev or not. Um, just turning here. Um, okay, I'm just trying to find it here. I just want to show it to you inside. Here's an interesting one. Let's say, um, according, let's say you're not sure if you daven today. You're not sure if you daven all 24 hours. You've been in a, a daze. It's COVID type of daze. You're not sure if you daven the whole day. Now, tonight, it's now Marif. So he wants to say, normally, when is it that you do two Shimon Esrays? You do two Shimon Esrays when you miss, let's say you missed Mincha. Let's say you missed Mincha and uh, it was an accident, whatever it was, was going on. And now it's time for our Marif. So you would daven twice. That's what the halacha is. But let's say you're not sure if you missed Mincha. Then you wouldn't daven Marif twice. Let's say you're not sure if you daven all day today, and now it's time to daven Marif. So, according to the Rambam, the Rabbi Yosetum says, you would have to daven twice. One for Marif. And the other would be making up for the possibility of yesterday. That's, he's not sure about that, but he thinks that might be another difference. Whereas if you're like the Ramban, you can just throw yesterday away. Now, um, another difference
is the following. Let's say you weren't able to daven today until, like in Chicago now. It's probably close to sunset in Chicago right now. And then you have another mitzvah to do. Another mitzvah pops up. But it's a mitzvah of the Rabbanah. Okay. So now the question is, if, according to the Rambam, tefillah is from the Torah, so you should do that, you should daven first. But if tefillah is mit Rabbanah, like the Rabban, you can choose whatever one you want. Maybe you can daven first, or you can do the other one. Whereas according to the Rambam, the din Torah always trumps the other. Another difference, let's say I didn't daven the whole day today. And now I remembered only after the sunset, the period it's called Bein Hashmoshos. So if you go, was from the Torah, so that would be suffix from the Torah. So even though this is a suffix period after the sunsets, Sveika Daraisa Lachomra. And therefore, you would daven during Laspalel Bein Hashmoshos. You would daven during this period. Why? Because it still might be the day before, and you have to daven once a day. Whereas, if you say like the Ramban, the Tfilas Midarabana, then if, the, if you only remember to daven by Bein Hashmoshos, you wouldn't daven. It's only the Rabbanan anyway. It might already be tomorrow. So you should wait until it's definitely night. Daven Mariv. And maybe you can daven twice because uh, you were an Onus and you skipped Mincha. But you would not daven Bein Hashmoshos. Another difference. We talk about the idea that if you're amazed, let's say I just decide for whatever reason I'm not davening shachers tomorrow. So when I daven mincha, I can't add another davening. Why? Because it's only a shogeg that is able to daven a second time. In other words, I, I forgot, something happened. So now let's say the following occurs. I know that I could daven and I just didn't. Kept on pushing it off. I know, I know, I just not davening. Whatever it was, whatever my reason is. And now it's Bein Hashmoshos. So, according to the Rambam, you would daven. But if you were, if according to the Rambam, you wouldn't. Why? Because, first of all, it's Bein Hashmoshos. And not only that, even when it's Marif, you can't daven a second Shmon Esrei, because you were amazed. Whereas, according to the Rambam, since it's Midaraisa, you would daven. Um, even though you were amazing up until this point. Um, so that are, those are the differences um, that the Prima Godim uh, develops. Now, they're all sort of similar, but it just goes to show you that there might be, there might be ways uh, where uh, this really is a difference. That's in terms of halacha. In terms of Ashkafa, we're going to develop it now. So the first thing, these, these are the Ramban's own words, and we're starting them at this moment. First, he quotes the Rambam, which we did last week. Then he, his comment is, Ein haskama <laughs> There's not an agreement about this. A very interesting language of the Ramban. Ein haskama I'm not going to agree about this. Now, 
I think the reason why he is saying this is because you have to realize what this book is that we're studying, this section is. The Rambam wrote his book as an introduction to Mishnah Torah in Arabic to explain to his audience why certain mitzvahs were going to be explained in the big book Mishnah Torah. The big book Mishnah Torah was going to have at its, at its front a list of 613 mitzvahs, which would then be elaborated on in the 14 volumes. That's, that, was his, that was the structure that the Rambam had for his great magnum opus. But he knew that people who would open the first couple of pages would be, if not shocked, they would be, they would be, dis, they would be disconcerted to discover they would, what's going on? He's counting those mitzvahs, not counting these other mitzvahs? Because the knowledge of 613 mitzvahs and what they were was very common in the time of the Rambam due to the fact that, um, especially on the holiday of Shuot, there was a number of poetic, um, acrostic, uh, uh, piyutim, <laughs> poetic piyutim, I know is a uh, sort of a uh, uh, redundancy, but that people were familiar with. People knew their 613. And the Rambam 613 was different than the others. It was different than the most famous one, the ones of the Bahad. And it was different from the ones of Gabiro, uh, uh, Ibn Gabiro, the great poet. It was different than Sadiagon. And he wanted to explain where he got his number from. And that's the reason why he wrote his book. When the Ramban says, Enas he's referring to the other players in this area. In other words, not everybody agrees to this, that tefillah is a mitzvah. The way the Rambam says, the tachzitz, as I said yesterday, last week. First of all, he says, look in the Gemara. The Gemara says tefillah is the Rabbanah. The Gemara talks about a Valkyrie, and it says clearly that the reason why a Valkyrie does not uh, uh, do any sort of tefillah is because, and he does say the 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 Kriyachma, the Parshios of Kriyachma, is because Kriyachma and Birchat Amazon, he doesn't make a Brocha Rishona, because Kriyachma or Birchat Amazon Daraita. And tefillah is the Rabbana. That's proof number one. Okay, now, Many of you have learned these sugyot. You're not going to find, you're not going to maybe find it too difficult. Some of you might not be so familiar with it. So let me give you a little bit of a background on this. Um, Ezra, one of the vakonos of Ezra, and then it was expanded upon by other chakamim, was that a balkari, someone who had a nocturnal emission or someone who had engaged in sexual relations with his wife, uh, should not learn Torah, should not say, uh, should not learn Torah, and should not daven, should not be mispalil, until they go to the mikvah. Now, going to the mikvah itself does not take away their tumma completely. They still have to wait until sunset to be considered completely tahar. But it wasn't about tumma. 
because there were a lot of other tumas that, that could have happened. A sheritz, a dead sheritz could have touched them and they would have been tummy for a day. They could have carried a nevela and they would have been tummy for a day, becoming a rishon tumma. It's not about the tumma. It's about the nature of why they became tummy. They became tummy because through thoughts of sensuality, thoughts of sexual relations, engaging in sexual relations, all those things the rabbis thought, you can't just go roll out of the bed into davening. If the bed included uh, an ejaculation, which means going to the mikvah is your step of becoming tame that night, but it also means davening and learning. It's, it's a different world than where I was. And I've got to do something to change. And I have to realize that this is not necessarily, this, this, what's demanded from me is something more. Now, the Rambam uh, was very fond of what the Gemara adds another aspect, which is once we're going to make it so hard for you to get back to the base medrash, to be allowed in the base medrash, to be able to daven, which we know you are going to want to do, you perhaps will think twice before engaging in sexual relations. When you realize that the sexual relations will mean a trip to a cold, damp mikvah in the morning, maybe you'll say, I've got a headache. And because of that, you, will, you won't be involved in it. As the Rambam was very happy about quoting the Gemara about this, and people who love Torah should not be crowding around their wives like roosters um, uh, groping the hens or getting involved with the hens. That is the, the, the Moshal Chazal give, and the Rambam quotes that. So that was what Ezra was about, was trying to create a distance between this behavior. Now, again, it, it, the Gemara does speak about it in very glorious terms. The Gemara says, it's got to be like Harsinai when you learn Torah. When you learn Torah, just like by Harsinai, there was, there was shaking and, and quaking and, and sweating and, and, and the sense of God's presence. That's what it has to be for you. How do you expect to feel that way when you're thinking about you know, the, the, the wet dream that you had, or you're thinking about uh, the sexual union you had uh, with your spouse, and now you, you just go back in the base medrash now? You need to go to a whole different mindset and realize how serious Torah learning is, and tefillah as well. So that was the takana of Balkari. And that's what the Mishnah in Brocha speaks about. Now, the Gemara says that um, that the, um, as you can see, the Gemara says that when, let's see if I have it here, that a Balkari is Mahara Belibo. Balkari is able to think. We don't want really to get into exactly what he does. In other words, he does the davening in his head. He doesn't necessarily say the words of the davening. Anyway, the Gemara wants to know um, why Tefillah, he basically doesn't daven. Benching, he has to think about the benching. If he's eaten, if he's eaten some bread, he has to think about that. 
Why by Kriyashma does he think about Kriyashma? And why doesn't he daven? The Gemara says that if he's in the middle of, the Mishnah says that if he remembers that he's a Valkyrius, to, um, uh, you know, he stops his tefillah. Why? So the first the Gemara says, maybe because tefillah is, you know, in other words, I'm sorry. Um, I'm sorry, he stops his tefillah, makes it short. The Gemara says, time it is still. Hello is hello yaskil. But if you're not supposed to start davening, why? Someone says, shiny tefillah the less be Because tefillah doesn't have necessarily saying God is king, whereas Kriyat Shema does. Someone says, what about benching? Benching doesn't say God is king so much. Someone says, Ella Kriyat Shema Berchasamazan or Daraisa. And tefillah is the Rabbanon. So here's where you see, the Ramban says, that tefillah is the Rabbanon. Tefillah is not like Kriyashma. Tefillah is not like Birchaz HaMazon. Tefillah is like the Rabbanon. And therefore, the Ezra's Takana was able to attack Tefillah. Ezra's Takana was powerless when it came to Kriyashma because it was Minatara. In other words, what all of Ezra's, it's true, Kriyashma also has Torah in it, but it wasn't able to, it wasn't able to attack it. Whereas when it comes to Tefillah, it could. So that is what the Gemara says. Now, the Ramban, that's proof number one of the Ramban. Now the Ramban has another proof. The other proof is Rav Yehuda says Safek Kora Kriyachma Safek Lo Kora Eino Choser Bekore. The Gemara says of a per- well, this is a little bit complicated because this seems to say there's an opinion that Kriyachma itself might meet the Rabban. But be that as it may, the Gemara does say here about Emes Viatsiv. The Gemara does say if you, that if you don't know if you uttered something, that you fulfilled your responsibility to say it. That if there's a doubt. When in doubt, you have to redo it. Now, Suffolk is spalel, but if you're not sure whether you did tefillah or not, ain't no chosra mispalel. Now, why? The only answer could be is what the Gemara says earlier. Because it's only the Ravonah. That's what the Gemara had said earlier when it, when they thought that Kriyachma might be the Rabbanan. When the Gemara thought Kriyachma was the Rabbanan, the Gemara has a discussion about that. But the Gemara says, Kriyachma the Rabbanan, and that's the reason why if something is the Rabbanan, in doubt, you don't do it a second time. You don't do it because it might, you might be doing it twice because you might have done it already. So you see that the idea of not going back and being careful is because it's rabbinic. Now, there's another element here, which is, of course, the words God, saying God's name unnecessarily. If, if, there, if what's hovering over you is a responsibility to do a mitzvah from the Torah, so then that, then even though you might have done it already, that's going to steamroll its way into you doing the mitzvah a second time, even though you might be making a bracha unnecessarily, because you're not sure. And since you're not sure, it's true, you might have ended up saying God's name in vain, but there was a bigger issue here. 
And the bigger issue was fulfilling the mitzvah. But when it comes to tefillah, however, it's only derabonah. And davening again, especially if you're going to daven using uh, the names of God, you might be actually saying God's name unnecessarily. And since anyway, it's a suffix, suffix derabonah, where mekel, you don't have to, you don't go back and daven. Okay. Those are the two gemaras. He now has a third gemara to prove it. The third Gemara is in Sukkah, Daflamet Ches. Gemara says that if somebody, it's a Mishnah, that if somebody returns from a trip and um, when he was, uh, he was on the road and he did not have his lulav, where he was, there was no lulav. When he gets to his house, um, and his lulav is in his house, but he starts to eat because he's so hungry. And then he remembers he didn't shake the lulav. The Mishnah says, Yafsik me'achiloso. He stops eating and he right away, he picks up the lulav and he shakes with a bracha, obviously, or he shakes it to fulfill the mitzvah and then he goes back and eats. Now, that is the Mishnah in Sukkot. So the Gemara says, you see from here, the Gemara in Sukkah, that a person has to stop a meal. Now, I'm going to surprise you with the following statement. In the time of Chazal, meals were very long, and we did not want you to stop the meal and just go out and schmooze and talk or do anything else. Meals were serious business. It took a long time to prepare them, and it took a long time to eat them. People did not eat in 15 minutes. It took a long time. And there was a sense of not stopping a meal once it began, even if there were mitzvahs to be done. The Mishnah and the Gemara talk about if you start, you know, when you can start a meal and what the issues of a meal are. The point is, is that to tell you to stop your meal in the middle and pick up the lulav, wow, it's very important, isn't it? Amara says, it sounds like you have to do it. Why does the Mishnah and Shabbos say that when it's time to dive in Mincha, I'm sorry, you shouldn't start a meal, but if you start your meal and now it's time for Mincha, you keep on eating your meal. Because we hope that you're going to finish the meal in time. And then you'll dab in mincha. So the Gemara says, I'll tell you why. Because the Mishnah in Shabbos is talking about the Mishnah in Shabbos is talking about um, you're not, we make you dab in mincha because we're worried you're not going to be able to, to, you're, you're not going to be able to daven mincha later because your meal is going to last so long. Let me say it again. By mincha, it says you don't, you're not mafsik. Why? Because you're going to have time later to daven mincha. But when it comes to the Mishnah and Sukkah that you take the lulav, that's because there isn't enough time. 
And therefore, the suit is going to last till the night. You better take your lulav. Whereas when it comes to the Mishnah and Shabbos about Mincha, the reason why you take a, you, you don't stop is because we believe you will finish the meal in time and there will still be time to dive in Mincha. That is the Gemara in Sukkah, but that's not the Ramban's proof. The Gemara's proof is from Rava. Rava says, what's the question? Why did we even think there was a question from Sukkah to Shabbos? Why? The reason why you take the lulav is because lulav is from the Torah. And therefore, even though I'm in the middle of a meal, even though I'm in the middle of a meal, I am going to stop my meal because the lulav is a mitzvah from the Torah. And therefore, I've got to be very careful about a mitzvah from the Torah. I've got to stop my meal, which is a a great, great um, interruption because my meal might last too long. But mincha is only the rabbanon. So uh, what, 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 what am I so worried about? Uh, listen, even if, I, even if I don't get to do it, it's only in the Rabbanan, and probably there'll be some time to dive in Minuchatia. That was what Rava says. So therefore, Rava changes the question of the Gemara and says the Gemara couldn't have been have the question that we think it is. Um, okay. So that is the, that's as much as we need here. And then Rava goes on, explains what the question is. But you see from Rava, who is, I always say, the king of Shas, that of course, Tfila is not like Lulav. Now, the Ramban now has three Gemaras that seem to prove his point. Now, <laughs> okay, so let's go on to the Ramban. So, Kvara Inu. Now, you might want to say that the way to answer these three questions, how are we going to answer these three questions? Let's repeat what they are. Balkari doesn't do tzvila. Person's masukic, whether he davened, he doesn't daven again. A person is in the middle of eating, he doesn't stop the eating but he would stop the eating for Lula, but not for davening. So the Ramban knows what you can answer. The Ramban says, I know what you might want to answer to all these three questions. Some people think the Ramban didn't understand the answer that could have been given. He says, you know what? I know what the Rambam says. The Rambam says that a person has to daven once a day but the number of times he davens is not every is not from the Torah, and the Mishnah, meaning the exact words of davening, the way they've been constructed, are not from the Torah. Now, that could conceivably answer these three questions, because you could say all three cases are talking about where with the rabbinical aspect that even the Rambam knows. In other words, there's the essential tefillah, the one the Mogan Avram spoke about, 
the Dion Warwick one that we talked about, that's Minatora, and that could be in any language you want. It could be short. It has to have those three elements in it, Shvach, Bakosha, and Hoido'o. And then there's the whole long Shmonesrei, done Shachras Mincha at the right time. That's Midarabana. And maybe all these Gemaras are talking about the rabbinical part of the mitzvah of the Torah. Now, the Gemara about Balkari might be referring to a Balkari. In other words, it's, the Balkari needs to, even, even though he's a Balkari, Ezra wasn't able to take out the mitzvah of, 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 of Minatorah, but Ezra basically stopped him from doing the rabbinical mitzvah. And the same thing when we talk about a suffix, we're talking about the rabbinical part. But the Torah part, he would still have to do. And that's what you could say is about the man who who, is, who starts eating, uh, and it's talking about mincha. So we're talking about a person who probably daven shachers already, and then he starts to eat, and we don't make him stop his meal in order to daven mincha. So it would seem that these questions are not really questions. He says, You can't say that answer. Why? Because a Balkari could be a Balkari for many days. A Balkari could be someone who had nocturnal emissions uh, and he didn't get a chance to go to the mikvah. And it could happen many days. A Balkari isn't just someone that had just occurred. It could be many days. And therefore, we still say, if the Rambam is right, if the Balkari has been a Balkari for the whole day and has not davened, then he should be able to daven. And the Gemara doesn't say anything about that. Also, let's say a person did not do any tefillos shachris. What would be the halacha? Right? That would be suffix espalo, loy espalo. Now, let me, let me be clearer here. If you look at the words of the Ramban, and those, it's up here on the screen. Look what it says. According to the Rambam, you'd have to daven. And the heim paskula olam b'chol sofek tefila she'eno chozer mispalil mipnei shehu midirabana. Now, the problem with what I just read is why can't the Ramban understand that maybe the Balkari did the Dion Warwick davening? Maybe he just said a little tefila, and everything else is now derabana. So I'll tell you what I think. This is a very important principle that I'm going to explain. The Ramban knows what the possible answers a person might say. But those answers don't hold water in his book. He disagrees with the Ramban. But if the Rambam is right, that it's Minatora, and the rabbis created the Nusach, then you can't change. Listen to what I'm going to say again. It's true. Before the Anshei Knesset Agdova came around, in the Rambam's book, tefillah was what you made it. Some people daven long, some short. Some did it the first thing in the morning, some did it at noon. Some did it eight times a day, some did it once a day. 
Then the rabbis came and said, no, this is the way it has to be. Once the rabbis um, created a time, maybe you could say each time that's, that's rabbinic. But when they gave the words that needed to be said, this is the Ramban's understanding, if the Rambam is right, then those are the words of tefillah we must say. That's why he says, if a Balkari, even though there's been many days that he hasn't been able to daven, not just today, it didn't just happen this afternoon. So he, his little tefillah that he would make in the morning, that little prayer doesn't work. The Ramban does not believe that if the Rambam is right, these, the little prayer works because the rabbis flesh out what the mitzvah of the Torah is, and now you're bound to do it that way. You don't have a right to change. Once the Rabbanan give flesh out what the mitzvah of the Torah is, then you can't say, well, I'm not going to dive and I'm not going to do the Shemona Esrei. Now, so according to the Ramban, if the Rambam is right, you should daven one Shmon Esrei a day, and that's Minat Torah. And if you have a, a person, as, as we say, um, you didn't daven Shachris, and in Mincha, you weren't sure, so you would have to go and daven the Shmon Esrei. And the Gemara says you don't. So don't tell me about these little tefillos, and that's what we're talking about. The Ramban feels that the Rambam can't admit the tefillos from the Torah. The rabbis are telling you how to fulfill that mitzvah from the Torah. Now, it's true, they said to do it three times a day, and you can do it once a day. But once the Rabbanans say, this is the way you do shevach bakashem you need to do that at least once a day, if the Rambam is right. And from the Gemara, it seems clear that even a person who didn't do it on Shachris, and he wasn't, and he's not sure um, uh, whether he had to do it on Mincha or not, he does not go back and daven. Okay. The other question he has now is: Look, you're telling me it's not a mitzvah every day. So when is it? Is it once a year? Right? Right? It's once a day? Where do you know, Rambam, that it's once a day from the Torah? That's another question, logical question he has on the Rambam. Where did this once a day come from? Now, this is not such a strong question if you think about it, because what's it supposed to be? (laughs) You know, obviously, once a day is the most normal, logical thing. But the Ramban feels, as you can see, now the Ramam says it's once a day, but from these Gemaras, it sounds like it's not every day. Because otherwise the Valkyrie, who didn't daven yesterday, would daven. If he hasn't daven yet today, he should be able to do the whole Shmona Esrei in his mind. And he doesn't. Then the Rambam brings a Gemara about Rav Yehuda the Amora, who only davened every 30 days. And the reason was he was Osik Batoro. Now, how could he do that? 
How could he only daven every 30 days? Well, Rav Yehuda was a great man. He was the head of the yeshiva of uh, Pumpadisa. So Rav Yehuda is someone who is part of that group that the Gemara says that he would he would stop for saying Krishna, but he wouldn't stop for Tefillah. Ein mafsikin with Tefillah. Now why? Why didn't he daven? Because it's the Rabbanon. Kriyashma is the rice, and Tfila is the Rabbana. Now, Vadai Kol Inyan Atfila Enochova Klal. Look what he says here. Kol Inyan Atfila Enochova Klal. It's not a Chova to Davin. What is it? Mimidas Chesed Abariyas Barachalenu. Shashomeya Vaone Bachol Koreno Elenu. A love. It works. It is one of the great Chasodim of the world that God listens to our prayers. Now, does he respond to them and change things? We're not sure how he changes it. Uh, the Mabit, Rabbi Yosef Mitrani, uh, says that uh, an example of this is Moshe Rabbeinu's Tfilos to get into Eretz Yisrael. So God did not accept what Moshe wanted, but he gave him something similar. Right? Moshe said, I want Eretz Yisrael. So the answer he got was, you can see Eretz Yisrael. And as Chazal say, he not only saw Eretz Yisrael, he had a great, like, a virtual vision of Eretz Yisrael. He also was able to see, according to Ad Yom Acharon, the Pasuk says, the Medrash says he saw Ad Yom Acharon. He was able to actually get a virtual sharing with God of the whole totality of Jewish history. Now, that's not as good maybe as living in Eretz Yisrael for who knows how many more years. But the reason why he received it was because of his tefillah. His tefillah, although you would say it didn't work, the beginning of Parshas Veschanan, it did do something and it caused God to react towards him. And that's a chesed, that God responds, that there's something that happens when we speak to him, that is a reality. It's not a mitzvah. It's true that we have this connection with God that is so powerful, but it's not a command. It works. And you can take advantage of it, and you should. So what does the Pasuk mean when it says, The main thing is, which means, mitzvah say. In other words, the mitzvah is not davening. It's whatever our avoda is. We talked about that last week. Whether it's work, whether it's chesed, whatever it is, it's the tanai of that pasik in the second parsha of Kriyashma is you got to be all towards God, all for the boss. Meaning, first of all, kavana shleim elishma. So first of all, this Ramban is important because he's poskening here that whatever mitzvah you do, you have to have kavana, that you're doing it for God. And you can't have some negative doubt. Lo shenasa mitzvah below kavana. So this is a, uh, this is a proof that the Ramban's opinion is that mitzvah strikos kavana, and you're not, you don't fulfill the mitzvah, whatever the mitzvah is, you need kavana for mitzvahs, and this pasuk would be the source for that, that you need kavana for mitzvahs. 
Also, when you do them, you can't say, I'm not sure if it works. You can't say, I don't know why I'm putting on still and I'm but my grandfather put it on, my father put it on. You can't say, I, I, I think mitzvahs, I think it's ridiculous, but you know what? I'm just being safe. <laughs> if that's the reason you're doing it, then you have been over this mitzvah of the chol of Avchem. You have to be, you have to buy into it. And if you don't, you have been over this mitzvah. Now, and he says, it's similar to what it says by, um, similar to what it says, the same term is used when it says, that's in the first parish of Shema, but it's similar to the second one. Again, the second parsha is, So we, again, we have love, lave and nefesh. Second parsha, love, avoda, lave and nefesh. What did it mean when it said you have to love, believe and nefesh? What does that mean, believe and nefesh? So the Ramban says, we know what it means. What it means is, um, the rabbis explain what it means. You have to love God with all parts of yourself to the point that you would actually be in danger and give up your life and your money. That's what the mitzvah of vahafta means. Listen to what I'm saying. It's not the mitzvah of avas Hashem. It's the way you have to do avas Hashem to the point of loss of your life and money and everything. The same things when it says avoda v'cholevu v'nefesh. It doesn't, in other words, it's the, the main aspect here is not the verb but it's the qualifier of the verb. It's not the word ava or the word avoda. It's, it's telling you how much love means. Love means almost every mitzvah you give up your life for, if necessarily. And avoda means every mitzvah, but it's telling you you have to do it, belevu benefesh, meaning you have to believe in what you're doing. Um, now, what about the Rambans? We already, last week, dealt with this. But what about the Rambam's proofs from the Sifrei? Um, where it says, Lo'ovdo, <laughs> remember? Um, remember where it says, Lo'ovdo uh, is a Talmud, and Lo'ovdo is a Tfila. Remember that Sifrei from the, from the, from, from the, the Rambam quoted, that the Rambam quoted? He said, that Sifrei that, that, the, that the Rambam is talking about, he said, that's Nasmachta. Those things are Nasmachta. Because it mentions Talmud. Now, the Rambam is tricky. Because the Rambam, when the Rambam quotes this Sifrei, he puts this part first. Zu Tfilo, Dover Achar, Zu Talmud. The Ramban quotes it accurately. The accurate quote of the Ramban has Talmud first and Tfilo first. And as I said last week, that seems to indicate that we're talking about learning. 
Now, asmachta means it's all the Rabbanan. And the most you can say here is the idea to do mitzvahs with kavana. Here's the part where the whitewash begins. That's part of avoda. And to daven to God when soros occur. And to think, since I have soros, I can only turn to God, just like an Eved can only turn to the master who controls his fate. And that is like what it says, Now that's a Pesach that talks about blowing the Chatzotzros. What does that mean? That's a mitzvah for the tzibur to react with tefillah. That is something that the Rambam quotes and the Ramban agrees with. That when we are faced with the enemy at the gates, when we are faced with a terrible hurricane that seems to be on the coast and it's, a bad, it's, it's, it's bearing down on us, Maybe one could say the same thing if a disease is spreading. Um, that there's this idea of gathering together with chatzotros and tefillah. That's for a seaboard. For a yochid, it might be la'ovdo. Maybe be'esatsoros for you or for your family when it's tsoros for you maybe it's a similar mitzvah. And that's what Shlomo HaMelech explained. Remember the Rambam quoted Shlomo, referred to Shlomo HaMelech in, in, in one of his sources last week. If you look at what Shlomo HaMelech writes, Shlomo talks about the purpose of having a Beis HaMikdosh. And he talks about the fact that everybody would come there to Davin and not just bring korbonos, and God will hear it from Shamayim. And even though uh, we speak about Klau Yisrael being in Sar, Klau Yisrael is being attacked by the enemies, and they're going to daven to God in the Beis Hamikdash. There's going to be drought and terror and then a lack of rain that you're going to hear it. There's going to be famine, you're going to hear it. There's going to be locusts, you're going to hear it in the Beis Hamikdash. But this is the part that the Ramban is referring to. That's the Pesach in Bahaloscha. But then there's kol nega umachala, kol tfila, kol tchina shertila, kol adam. That's you. That's because they're foreclosing on your house. That's because something's wrong with the child in your home. There's an illness that's crept up. There's something wrong. There's a, There's some terrible crisis in your life, but it's not all of you. You know it. You know what's going on. You know what's striking your heart. You will lift up your hands to this house. And in all those cases, meaning the, the micro, the macro and the micro, God will listen. And you'll give the man what because you know his heart. Now, 
that is what the Ramban is wondering, and he's speculating, that might be this mitzvah that the Sifrei is talking about when it says, Zu Tfiwah. And you can see the Ramban quotes that Pusik. It says, Asher Yodu Ish Nefesh Levavo. That's he quotes that Pusik to prove that. Now, um, does that mean he actually believes davening Ba'ez Tzorah is the mitzvah, the way he's been explained to say that? Um, Because that is what most people quote the Ramban as saying. And there are people here listening and saying the Ramban holds based, sorry. He, he said maybe. And I'm going to show you, he's, he's speculating that might be the mitzvah. But he actually quotes another Sifrei where the Sifrei explains that what does it mean, la'avdo? La'avdo means kan la'maisa. Parsha, the first parsha of Shema is about is about theory. The second is Lamaisa, which means Maisa means doing all the mitzvahs. So the very next line, the Ramban quotes the Sifrei further that it doesn't mean to daven be'ez tzara. That avoda means Lamaisa versus theoretical, and it means everything. Similarly, when it says, the, Ram, the, the Rambam's quote, be ovate in the Beis HaMikdash, it doesn't mean to daven in the Beis HaMikdash. It means the Korbanos and the Shirim and the Shtachavoyos, all the stuff which is not part of the usual communal life can be considered avoda. Okay. And the Ramban proves it. We don't have, we're running out of time here, but the Ramban proves it from the complete pasuk that's connected to that sifrei, because it's about all the mitzvos. And the, the icing on the cake is the fact that, and when it when it said avdo b'toroso, avdo b'mikdasho, it meant that do all the mitzvos you can, plus this extra stuff, which is the base hamikdash is also crucial for the community to survive in. And even the the, the Israelim have to be there. And, and being involved in shiros v'shtachavos. Because that's the way you're going to have a complete avodas Hashem. But if, in other words, the sifrei, that, this is, underscores my point from last week, the sifrei do not, does not justify. Now, the Ramban then says, the majority of the sifrei's opinions, the majority of Chazal's opinions, the glata way to read Chazal is to look at the word avoda as mitzvos that are kolel, the whole gamut of, of, of your life, or maybe specifically many, many things that are done in the Beis HaMikdash and are elucidated in other places in the Torah. Now, I do grant you, it does say b'chol avchem, there's something new here. And that means you have to have kavana for the mitzvos and not be in doubt about it. You should not count avoda as a mitzvah because it isn't. But you might want to count 
avoda here because there's a special din that you have to have kavana when you do all mitzvahs. That you might want to count. Im chedesh bo'inyan, you're being machadish something here. Not just saying serve me. You're adding the word bechol of avchem. So maybe you should count that as a mitzvah. That whatever action towards God you do, you should do it with full heart. Now, im ulai, look at this double language here. If perhaps yiyem medrashom betfila ikar menatoro, if it, you're going to say, especially that last quote, and the Ramban did not see the complete version of it the way I showed you last week, then maybe Iker Tfila So maybe it should be counted in the Rambam's minion, but you need to say, according to the Rambam, that it's only a mitzvah for a yachid with Eis Hatsoros. And what is the idea of it? Not so much the Tfila but that the tefillah indicates the belief that God will answer you and he can get you out of that sorrow. And he says, Now, up until what I read now, the Sefer Achinuch and others assume that according to the Ramban, there's a mitzvah to daven based sorrow. I showed you that he is very doubtful. And then he says, maybe, and it's only perhaps in the Rambam's way of counting. Now I'm going to show you that, that, that even though he takes time to suggest this, he ultimately rejects it. And let me show you. At the very end of the Ramban's book on Sefer Mitzvahs, he lists mitzvahs that the Rambam forgot to count. So he says, I'm basically finished now writing about all the mitzvos that originally the Baal Halachos, that's the Bahag, either of Shimon Kira or of uh, uh, Yosef, um, Rabbi Yehuda Goim, I'm not sure who it was, but someone from the 8th century. There's a lot of Migoni Adoros, I've mentioned some other Goonim, the Kosavnu, the Machal Kosein, Ketir I, I, I wrote about their, their disagreements, what I think might be right. For me, at that point, I didn't have much time, but Robot Dirdos, there were so many things going on, but I, I, this, this work, he's sort of apologizing. <laughs> I did a, you know, I, I had a, a lot of Tirdos here. I think we might all be wrong. I joined the pack, but the truth is, look how honest the Ramban is being. I actually think that maybe in terms of what you count and how you count stuff, I think we, I'm, I suspect all of us, the Bahag, the Shimon Gabiro, Rav Sajigon, the Ramam, and myself. And I think the real truth about what are the mitzvot and how you count them all correctly, I think the truth can only be the one that all doubts can be resolved. We people who are definitely not the people of the Gemara, we people, me, he's talking about the Ramban, and all the other people who got involved in this area of figuring out what are the 613 mitzvahs, we're all, uh, we're all people uh, who are missing stuff. I'm going to say, what Chazal, who are Sholem, say, 
Elio is going to explain this. I say Elio Anabi is the only one who knows what all the mitzvahs are. And maybe, if I am able to live long, the yanim shnei ziknonenu, and my years of zikna will be sweet, and I'm not going to be having, uh, having to have diseases and other things. I'll have my memory and my mind. The yarviach tzukas manenu, and hopefully I can, these Christians will stop bothering me, and I'm going to stop having to do debates and, and worries about how the community is. Maybe I'll take my hand again and write another commentary from what I haven't yet didn't write over here. Ba'ata, he says, im taven if you've understood everything I wrote about the mitzvos, you will see that I have removed from the Rambam's cheshbon mitzvahe. Mitzvahe does not, you can't count it. All right. That means there is no mitzvah of avad of osasavod. There is no mitzvah of Hashem Right? I've taken that mitzvah out. It's not that he's replaced it with davening, uh, doing mitzvahs with kavana. He's missing that one. He says, and therefore I have to come up with other ones to fill the 613 puzzle. So this statement clearly shows that the Rambam does not feel, Ramban does not feel that this is counted at all. It's not that he says, based Sarah, it's a mitzvah. It's not in there. Mitzvah number five, the word avoda, it's not a mitzvah. Okay? Period. Now, why was it that he worked so hard to come up with this Eitzara? So there have been theories to explain it. I can't, again, one of the theories, I know we're running short on time, is that the Bahag counts it. The Bahag counts the mitzvah of Avoda. So even, so the Ramban was pushed to the wall. Well, okay, it's Avoda, but it's Avoda with, with Kavana. Maybe that's what the Bahag meant. And maybe we could say, you know, maybe get the Bahag and the Rambam on the same page. But the Ramban in his own druthers rejects it. And therefore, the Sefer HaChinuch has done a disservice to the Ramban. Uh, again, it's, he's a Rishon, but he has done a disservice to the Ramban. And I'll show you what he says. He says, and everybody quotes the Sefer HaChinuch. The Rambam says there's a mitzvah to daven every day. The Ramban tafas alav. And he says... That's good. If he would have stopped here, the, the Sefer HaChinuch would have been okay. Because he does have a suffix. However, when he sums up the mitzvah, look what the Sefer HaChinuch writes. If somebody spends a whole day and doesn't daven, he's mavato and asay. Okay. Someone who's in some sort of pain and he did not call out to God to save him, he's 
You have mavato that is say according to the Ramban. Before he said that it was a suffix. Now he says that if somebody had a tsar, if someone had a sick child, if someone has some sort of pain, has some sort of situation, he does not immediately or somehow go to God and Davin. Not only won't he get healed, probably, or whatever, he might, he's, he's, he's risking not getting healed, he's also being mavatava mitzvah. And it's from this Sefer HaChinuch that everybody will quote the Ramban to say that there's a mitzvah to Davin be'es tzar. But I think I've shown you from the Ramban's own words that he did, he did contemplate it and he thought it as a possibility, but it would be wrong to say that. It might be true in other Rishonim, but not in the Ramban. The other whitewash is, is that people say, how could the Rabban say it's not a mitzvah? It's the most important thing in the world is to daven. How can it not be a mitzvah? And here we have, I'm just going to speak it out outside, there are hashulchan, uh, and, and it's interesting, uh, three men uh, of the late 19th, earliest 20th century from the Lithuanian backgrounds um, basically cannot believe the Ramban is, is saying this. And two of them basically go into this pretty similar idea that it's too big of a mitzvah to be counted. Rav Kuk Satsal and the Orach HaShulchan. Um, uh, the, the, um, they both say that it's just, it's, 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 it's not even, it, it's, it's, it's definitely something that must be done every day. It's something that has to be happened, the Rosh HaShulchan says. It, it must. But it, you can't even call it a mitzvah. It's too big to be called a mitzvah. It's too big to qualify as a mitzvah. It, it's so essential. It's bigger than Taryag itself. That's what the Rosh HaShulchan says in order to explain the Ramban. Um, Rav Kuk has a sort of a similar approach. Zotzal says, your site today. Where he says that um, that you know that there's there's two types of tefillah, and he says one tefillah even the Ramban agrees with is, is a chova, but based Sara, and, and, and Rav Kook bought into the Sefer Achinuch completely in the Ramban. And again, Rav Kook wrote it when he was 25, um, and, and I think both of them, and, and we talked about this, uh, you know, privately. Both of them want to see this as, as, as there can't be this debate. How can it happen? How can someone, a mystic, how can someone who's so essential to our Amuna have this idea? How could you conceive of Judaism without being a of every day to engage with God and to speak with God and to be connected and to talk and to realize how important it is? How can a human being Love, how can he have even learning Torah if he doesn't feel he has a relationship that he must work on? These are, these are the, the messages and, and the central theme that you hear uh, against the Ramban. Uh, can I ask you a question, Rabbi yes. Kim Levitz, yes. real quickly? Okay, since the Rambam himself said that he was not counting general mitzvot that were too general, uh, is it that the Ramban actually embraced that general idea? He just said that the that the um, the Rambam uh, was being inconsistent in how he applied it. So therefore, 
he shouldn't have counted it. I mean, I'm just saying that's the... Uh, okay, you are correct, Bob, but there's two aspects here. When he slaps the Rambam around from, for his own rule, he's, he's still looking at the word avoda to be all-inclusive, not just davening, okay? Not just prayer. So you're right, but that, that's the extent, that's what the Ramban feels. You're correct. The Ramban feels that the true way of looking at Chazal is to see avoda. If you look at the Sifrei in totality, if you don't just take the snippets like the Rambam did last week, if you look at the complete Chazal and the complete Pusik, you see that what we're talking about is avoda in general. A, a service and commitment and recognition of of God as the King and how we have to be show fealty, etc., to Him. When it comes to this idea of of, of thought, of, of 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 pouring your heart out and asking God to help you, and and realizing God can do everything for you and 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 and, and eradicate your problems and turning to God for them, the Ramban speculates, speculates that maybe the Rambam should count it only during a time of intense pain to the person or something that's very, right. Now, that is true. He did, he did float that as a possibility. But as his final words in the book indicate, he basically X's this mitzvah out as an independent mitzvah. What others have tried to do, what Rav Epstein, the Orach HaShulchan, and the book was printed in 1903, so it was something that he was working on in the latter part of the 19th century. Rav Cook, who wrote it in 1890, they both tried to um, meld the Ramban with the Ramba. Uh, they both tried to do that. What they tried to do was look at tefillah in a bigger way, that the Ramban obviously agrees that there's a chov of tefillah, and you need to do it every day as well. That is what they both say on the Ramban. Now, the Arach HaShulchan Bab says that the reason why he doesn't count it is because... He, Tefillah is so essential that it's bigger than any mitzvah. It's, it's almost a mitzvah is too, the word mitzvah doesn't capture it. It is something that is so essential to a relationship with God, you can't say this is your command to do it. It's almost like you don't exist as a human unless you actually speak and connect with God and realize how important he is in your life. And that's what tefillah is, because if you don't do it, it's not really registering. And he says, there's no way you're going to come to love God unless you have a relationship. That's the, that's the Epstein's critique of the Ram. That's what he says the Rambam, the Ramban must mean. Otherwise, he's sort of like, he's out of the bounds. How could anyone not feel that this is a mitzvah that must be done every day? Um, Rav Cook also says that, um, that, that there is an aspect of tefillah. And again, I, I, 
Rav Kook's statement is based on the Rambam and Moran of Uchen, that, that there's an aspect of tefillah which is, which is contemplating and recognizing the existence of God in your life and working on it, that of course every human being, when he reaches a certain level, must do. But it's not necessarily the mitzvah that God wants you to affect. Either way, both of these approaches are, are very interesting about the men who said them, but they are not what the Ramban meant. <laughs> okay? So, and, 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 and I think if I'd have to speculate, when you look at the Archashulchan, it's because he lived in a period, especially where tefillah was under attack. And, and there, there were, there were, uh, people who were only coming to show on Shabbos and the reform had, had, had ripped apart the Siddur. And I think that it was more than just, it, there was a lot behind why the Ramban had to be whitewashed uh, in the way it was. I think Rav Cook was more taken from a mystical perspective. I think the Aruch used mysticism, but I think it was more of a, uh, of, 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 I wouldn't call it political, but he cannot have the Ramban as an outlier. I think the Ramban out there was dangerous to him. And therefore, I think he, I think he engaged in a little bit of um, not dishonest, beautiful writing in order to put the Ramban in the box that he wants to put him in. Um, if you would ask me, why the Ramban um, talks about this ace tzara the way he does, I, I think the Ramban really thought that that might be what the Bahag meant. Uh, and therefore, he said it might work. But I think if you, when he push comes to shove, when he finishes his book, as I said, there the Ramban clearly says, I don't deny it's one of the greatest things that God has created for us, tefillah is there. But, and the rabbis definitely want us to do it. And as I said, it, there's a lot of strictures with the Ramban. But that, uh, that's what I think is, 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 is the closest to the truth in this situation. Thanks for joining us for another episode from the Yeshiva of Newark at IDT Podcast. Be sure to subscribe on your favorite podcast app so you don't miss a single episode. 